what we're thinking about right now is friendships. Friendships are what make community feel like home. And so there are certain things that are really important. Like we have to, we have to set up a community that can make sense to you. We have to talk about God and talk about spirituality in a way that makes sense to you. And that's really important. We try to pride ourselves on having a conversation that makes sense again to people who feel more comfortable in progressive settings and religious settings and can enter into this honestly and can actually find themselves encountering a real living God who cares. But in order for a community to really take off for somebody, in order for it to really feel like home, the number one thing is you got to build relationships. You got to build friendships. And so that happens in our community in, in lots of different ways. It ha happens in countless informal ways. People grabbing coffee, people going for it with their friend crushes. This is one of the most important terms in the world, ladies and gentlemen, friend crush. Do you have any friend crushes? You know, that person over there that's just like, man, I really think I could be friends with them. And I really think they could be friends with me. But, you know, it's like a crush when you're in high school and you're like, I don't know, maybe they have too many friends already. They wouldn't want to hang out with me. I'm just going to crush on them from afar. Don't crush on them from afar. Go for your friend crushes. People are awesome and you are awesome too and they want to hang out with you. So when people go for their friend crushes, it's great. We make friends. We build relationships. It's so good. Uh, it also happens, though, in more like structured settings. And so if you're somebody like me, I've said before that um, in a party setting, I kind of get lost because it's like the loudest voice wins. But in settings that have a few rules, like you're getting together with a group of people and maybe going around in a circle, uh, those settings I feel I, I feel very comfortable in because there's there's just enough structure to make you feel like if, if you're a little bit more introverted, you can do this and you don't need to like be the loudest voice to win. And so I love structured settings. And we do have in our church a lot of structured settings to help people build relationships beyond just our Sunday service. Sunday service, we've got like, when we're together in person, there's like 50 adults there. Uh, on a given, any given Sunday, there's probably like 40 to 60 adults that are connecting with us. And that can feel hard to get to know somebody if you don't know anybody already. So smaller groups, groups of you know, like four people or six people or 10 people are a really great way to get to know people and build relationships so that community can feel like home. So what we want to do over the next um, month or so is a few of these Sundays, we're going to be setting aside as community spotlights. We're going to be highlighting some of the cool, like, here is a way to connect with other people uh, that's that's happening right now through our church. And we want to tell you about it so you can see, like, hey, here's a little taste of it. But then also so you can just know that things are happening. And if you want to connect, there are always ways to connect. And also, there are always new things starting. And so you'll hear a little bit about that, uh, actually, before we're done uh, this morning. If you have an idea that's not actually happening right now through our community, that's how these things happen is people raise their hand and say, hey, I, I've got energy to volunteer my services or my energy so that more people can connect. And here's my idea. So uh, what I get the privilege of doing today uh, for our topic is I get the privilege of introducing somebody who's super cool in our community who is doing one of my favorite things that's happening in our community. First off, I want everybody to say hello to Laura Johnson. Hi, Laura. What's up? Hello, Vince. You use the word friend crush so many times, and I'm so proud of you for using it. <laughs> it's the best term ever, and I really think it needs to become regular usage in like everyday life because it's just great. It's it's really important that we go for our friend crushes. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, everyone. Well, I'm Laura. <laughs> uh, yes, we're so glad you're here, Laura. So Laura is a film buff. 
She is a creative performer and director in her own right. She is just a magnetic person that I enjoy being around, and she is leading Brownline Church's Faith in Modern Life Film Club. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I've got a few uh, interview-style questions that I'm going to swing toward Lara so we can get a picture of what this is like. If you all have questions, I'm going to be watching the chat. Those can be questions that are as simple as like, hey, when are you meeting? Or, you know, like very uh, technical questions just so you can make sure that if you're enjoying this, you can get in touch with that. Or they can be like, really like, hey, wait, actually, uh, what about X, Y, or Z? Or like a big question or a question about film since we're going to be talking about movies and TV. Um, You can throw any of those in the chat and I'll try to bring those into what we're doing today. But Lara, let me swing it over to you. And the first question I want to ask is like, uh, you've started a film club for Brownline, and it's got a specific focus, faith in modern life. Uh, what was your vision for this group? Tell us more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, my vision for the group. I uh, come from a long line of Southern Baptists. That's like my story. That's my testimony, if I'm talking back to that time of my life. Um, so I, I have two parents that worked in churches. I had two parents that worked actually in Christian film for a summer during college. I interned at a Christian film company, which is a a story we can have another day. Um, So I've just been surrounded in in church life my whole life. I I can't not see the world through that lens. And then also another huge part of me, if we're talking about like the big bubbles of Laura, is that I am a enormous film buff. I see the world through movies and TV. I kind of don't really know how to function in life not through that which is you know something we're, we're working on um but that's just kind of how i see the whole world and so everything i understand is kind of i mean through those two lenses are big ones um so in the past you know coming from that southern baptist background there was a very um rigid and like structured way of talking about movies and the kind of things you could watch and the kinds of ways you could interpret the things you're watching. There is like X, Y, Z, that sort of thing. And there wasn't really a lot of discussion for that. And then once I left Southern Baptist life, moved on, you know, got a degree in art. Now I'm like very involved in like the theater scene in Chicago, all that sort of thing, like went on the exact opposite end of the spectrum where discussions of film are like, why would you even interpret it via a faith context? Like religion is dumb. Like we're not doing that. Like, so completely opposite end of the spectrum where there was just no conversation to have about faith in film and that sort of thing. And I live in the middle. I, that's mm. where I see all films is in the mm-hmm. middle of that. And I um, want to have those really tough and like messy conversations about faith and film. And so that's kind of the the perspective I was coming from to start the group was like having those kind of conversations. Um, and yeah, and then also like it was the pandemic. And uh, last year I watched 219 movies by myself, just watching them in my house. And I was watching so many things and I was like, I need people to talk to about this. And all the ideas were flying around in your head and talking to, I was giving all my film opinions to my cat, but he wasn't very responsive <laughs> to them. Um, so I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta find people to talk to. Um, so I pitched it to Vince one day. He was like totally on board and we got the ball rolling. It was very exciting. Yeah. So one of the things that really excited about excited me about this when you first mentioned it was um, you explained to me um, some of the distinctions of like, you know, you a film club, you can watch anything. Right. Like right. and you in particular wanted to watch movies that uh, portray faith against the backdrop of modern life. That so like 
the, against the backdrop of modern crises. Uh, we mm-hmm. we've brought up like climate change in in a lot of these. We've brought up uh, against the backdrop of like modern technology, modern capitalism, all of the things that like that affect everyday life today. Uh, you wanted honest portrayals of faith against that backdrop, and you wanted to find movies that that did that, and and so that led us down. I guess it led us down certain roads, but not down other roads. Tell us more about like why specifically that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it kind of goes back to that thesis I said at the beginning of like I am using film and television to try and understand my own life. Like that is mm. kind of how I operate in the world. And so, and as a filmmaker, as an artist, I'm also like using the mediums of film to process my own life as well. So I was really curious of other writers and creators that were in similar thought processes as me. So that's what I was looking for. So the, the kinds of films that I'm talking about are not faith-based movie. It's not God's Not Dead. It's not uh, Facing the Giants. It's not all of those kind of movies. They have a place, but that's just like not really what I'm interested in talking about. And it's also not the gospel according to Harry Potter. It's not films that are like completely not addressing faith at all. And like you're using your, you know, your interpretation to look at them. I can also do that. I have a whole thesis about how Sarah Connor from Terminator is like a portrayal of Mother Mary. Like we can we can do that. But that's again not what this is. Um, so this is films that are like explicitly talking about spirituality, are talking about faith in a modern life, and how do we, how how can you possibly be spiritual in the 21st century? Yes. How can you possibly even negotiate a higher power in a god? in the world that we currently live in. And that is like a question I am constantly dealing with every single day. And I want to see, I want someone else to tell me their opinion on that matter. And so that's like what I'm looking for. Man, that to- I just love the way that you phrased that question. That feels so true to the story that you shared, in particular for you, you know, having the background that you had and then uh, leaning into the interest that you had and then feeling like, why can't these worlds talk to each other? I-, I feel like they must be able to talk to each other. And that's the only lens that I know how to operate in. I think that's a lot of people's experience in our community is I, you know, like as, as I've said multiple times already today, as we say every week, we kind of like live and swim in a, a place where faith is sometimes seen as an alien. And, uh, and, and, but then when we, when we bring, when we go uh, deeply into the faith perspective, it sometimes feels like maybe our, our, uh, our, our sensibilities or our opinions are alien. And, and we're longing for that space that can actually feel like, wait, I feel like God is absolutely here. I feel like God is all over the values that I've, uh, it, that have been ingrained in me or the outlook that I have or the perspective that I have. I see the tradition of Jesus. I see the God that we talk about here in a church setting like Brownline all over that. I, I, I need a place to be able to talk about that. I need a place to be able to, to, to squeeze that out. And there have actually like, maybe as shocking as it sounds like there are a lot of good films, a lot of good uh, movie and TV that we've leaned into that do kind of capture that. And so um, basically like, what are, what are some of the movies? You know, we talked about what we're not doing, but like, what are some of the movies that we've talked about as a group and um, what, you know, like what have you loved about them? Or like, give us a, a quick, like we, we obviously we won't all have seen the movies, but like, tell us a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, f- the film that um, that kickstarted this, that I was like watching alone in my apartment, and I was like, I must talk to other people about this movie. It's, it's called First Reformed. Um, I really, if, if any of the things that we're talking about like sound interesting to you, I really recommend watching First Reformed. It's it's an incredible movie about, um, is he is he Anglican? Is he an Anglican preacher? Uh, I think that's right. Yes, yeah. he's a mainline um, Protestant um, 
church, uh, yeah, the small, it, pa- a small, small church pastor. Yeah. And it's, he's, it's Ethan Hawke and he is like in a dying church. Like there is like the attendance is like seven people every single day. And it's like him figuring out how to survive in the world. So I really recommend that movie. So that's the one that kind of kicked this all off, but other films that, um, discuss that we discussed were like, um, silence, which is Martin Scorsese's film about, um, uh, Spanish, uh, missionaries going to feudalist Japan, um, back in the 1500s. That was a crazy interesting one the apostle um which is about like a uh not uh what is it called um a charismatic like preacher um fleabag the tv show um the second season specifically um has like a main character that's a catholic priest um so those are like the ones that like specifically deal with like christianity that we've discussed but also we've discussed a lot of films that like don't explicitly like have a a, a, a character that's in a church like, for example, Nomadland or Sound of Metal or Minari, all films that were nominated for Best Picture last year we talked about. And those don't necessarily, like, explicitly say, like, God is X, spirituality is Y, but they exist in modern-day America. And because it's our film group, like, we're always going to be looking through it with that lens. And I think we've had some yeah. really great discussions about, like, you know, what is the role of capitalism and faith? What is the role of addiction and recovery and, you know, the, the church structure and, you know, 12 step program. What is, how do, how does the immigrant experience like deal with Southern church, all that sort of thing. So really interesting conversations that were happening. Um, even, even if the film wasn't like explicitly, um, about a faith character. Oh man. And I feel like each of those questions you just asked, we could, we could go down a rabbit hole right now because they oh. are so good. Uh, and, and and I mean, if, if those questions are interesting, like those are the types of things that we end up talking about in this group. Um, I, I suppose I, I also want to ask like, um, because those are like very big and- um, Yes, they're uh, all they're, big questions. They're all I very big questions. About, we only talk about big questions and we don't come to any concrete answers, which is like the only <laughs> kind of conversations I can have nowadays. <laughs> Which, which I think, yeah, I think, I think that's actually, um, that I think that's a feature, not a bug, right? You know, right. is it, the idea that we're, um, we're entering into these worlds that are, um, that are, are, we're trying to find really like richly told, um, stories. And so you're entering into a world that, um, that will have some element, like we said, of faith or, or there's a character that, um, that, that, uh, is, is, is somebody who is trying to live out faith, uh, in the middle of our capitalistic, individualistic society that we live in. Um, and yeah. um, I'm curious, like, you know, with, with those big questions, if we bring it down to like the personal level, what are, what, like, how, how has talking about these things helped your life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I do just want to answer Mary's question. The other movie I said Ooh, was yeah. Sound of Sound of Metal, which is also an incredible film. Um, Sound of Metal and Minari are the two I said. Um, but just to like finish off with that point too, like we're talking about big ideas, but I think that's kind of the beauty of art and like film specifically is like because mm-hmm. you can be more abstract because you're not like dealing in the literal, like you can kind of do both those like macro questions and also like like you can also get very personal. So like you can, Minari is a film about like a family entering like America, like about the immigrant experience, but it's also about this like very specific family. And like, it feels so specific to the director's life. So I think that's like a beauty of film is like one of the yeah. things. But um, I mean, one of the things that's like really helped me in this group and like talking about it is like, I mean, this is like the first time I've really been able to have like productive conversations about these sort of things. Like in this discussion of silence specifically, there's um there's like a plot point where 
a character is like asked to renounce God, like, and is asked time and like, is like, people are dying because he is not renouncing God. Um, and so it's like that question of like, if you renounce, like, if you say from your lips, you renounce God, um, but people don't die, like, what is the moral quandary of that, yes. you know? And like, yeah. it's a very messy and like imperfect question that the film is asking. And like, I think in, like, if we're talking about the binaries I existed in before, like, you know, the old, like, you know, Southern Baptists would say, like, you like, can't say the words from your lips. And then, like, the new, like, you know, pr progressive, like, life, like, is like, well, like, who even cares? It's all made up anyway. But, like, so, like, the the being able to, like, deal with the nuance of, like, what, how would Jesus respond to you saving people's lives but denouncing his name, like, is a very, like, like, it, it almost, like, it's still, like, is in my shame of like my my childhood is like still like hard to talk about but it's it's wonderful to have that space to like you know think about those sort of things because that's definitely something um i think about in my life like i mean you know it's not that dramatic of a question that i'm being asked it's not you know feudalist 1500s japan but it there's those kind of very small questions are being asked of us every single day you're making compromises in the world to just exist in it. I mean, another place we're going to, another uh, series we're going to talk about at some point is The Good Place. Um, we just have to find time to talk about a whole television show. And like, that's kind of also what that TV show is explicitly yes. asking. Like, how can you be morally good in modern day life? Um, and so I think that like, that's something we all deal with and that it's really refreshing to be able to have honest conversations about that and not feel shame about saying one thing or another. Yes, uh, man, I love. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think you're right. Is there there is a lot that we're getting out of these conversations because we're asking these big questions that maybe there hasn't been space to ask uh, those before. But it's the mm -hmm. fact that you actually have the space, have the permission to have the conversation that is going to break down a lot of shame uh, for many of us if they're coming from a similar uh, background like like you've shared, Laura. And so, yeah, thank you for for sharing that. Um, if I, if I can throw in, uh, something that I've, I've really gotten out of this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I did not grow up in a, um, in an, like an evangelical environment or anything like that. And so, uh, my, my introduction to like very spicy on fire for God church world, uh, is, is all later in, in my life. And, uh, and that has been an interesting um, experience for me as I became somebody who had experience of God and became a praying person and then uh, wanted to have a church where there's like a actual experience of God happening. <laughs> and like people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I actually feel something that this isn't just good ideas, but also feeling really uncomfortable culturally with a lot of the tradition of how that's looked in America. For me, watching movies like, for example, The Apostle, which is one of the movies that we watched more recently, um, it's a movie made in, in like 1993. It, it was made by Robert Duvall and he stars in it. And it's about a charismatic preacher who uh, has a very messy life, we'll say that much. And, um, and the uh, dropping into that world, dropping into the world of very charismatic Christianity um, is, is almost uncomfortable for me because it, it's, it, it was not there in my growing up. Uh, but I, but I have been around it now since, uh, since being an adult. And one of the really hard challenges for me and for every person, but I'm just going to talk about me is when I see something that is uncomfortable to me or culturally foreign to me, or, um, is like one or two steps removed from something that feels like an abuse or feels like a bad thing to me, I judge it. 
and I see it and I think like, that's bad because X, Y, and Z. And I have my like five points in my head immediately about why that's bad. And I just want to like put, you know, lots of arm's length between me and that thing. And I'm just judgmental. And there's, you know, kind of an important thing that Jesus once said, which is that you should not judge. Uh, judging is bad for your experience of life. It will not go well for you if you are judging somebody. Yeah. And and this has been watching these movies be, because I think you have selected and, and the group together as you've opened it up for us all to select uh, movies. You've selected movies that are not condescending in the way that they show yes. uh, they show faith. And I think that's so important because like what you were talking about, uh, in the the usual camps that we have in America are like the faith ba- the faith based camp that just make movies that feel kind of like not helpful to me because they're just all in a world of faith and there's nothing outside that happens to them. Yeah. If if something is happening that's outside of the faith world, it's considered the enemy in that. And that just doesn't feel true to my experience. So that doesn't help me. But then over here, if we have movies that are just like faith is definitionally dumb and there's there's like no God and we've already settled that question, that just doesn't feel true to my experience of life either. And so finding stories that can be honest portrayals of very messy realities. And, you know, this charismatic preacher that we follow has an extremely messy life, and we see all of those, you know, very visible seams. But the movie does not condescend this person. They're not saying, look at this idiot. They're saying, like, this is a real experience of life and, you know, trying to make meaning in the world and trying to find God in the world. And that's been so good for me because... I, I'm judgmental, and I don't. I don't want to be judgmental. I know that's not good for my heart. And this this film club, I think, has made me less judgmental. Wow. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> Way to go, us. Um, but yeah, like something else you touched on that too, which I think is so wonderful, is that um, the group brings all of these different perspectives. You have me with my Southern Baptist baggage. You have you with like not having grown up in a church. Randall is another like person who comes often like did spend some time in like a charismatic church setting. And so when we watched the apostle, he was like, oh yeah, I'm seeing like, you know, people I know. This I'm was my to... uncle or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, and then like, I mean, so, yeah, there's just like a whole bunch of different perspectives. I mean, that's another great thing that I've like learned while watching it too, is like, especially if I'm like watching a movie alone in my apartment, like during pandemic, it's like a very singular experience. And like, you know, you, you, you only come with your perspective. So to have like a place of having discussion is like, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. And like, never, never, you totally saw something completely different in this movie than I did. And I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Yes. Yeah. That, that totally is a, is a great piece of, uh, just each of us bring our perspectives. Um, on that, on that note, like, are there any um, especially interesting or memorable or funny or whatever um, rabbit holes of conversation that we've ended up going down that like, oh, this this one was really interesting or fun or memorable? Yeah, I mean, I think the apostle discussion you, you mentioned, like that that kind of went us like on a, lo- a, a bit of a tangent, like where we kind of just talked about how we grew up. And so like everyone went around the table and like discussed what kind of, you know, church environment they grew up in. And so like someone like, went to church in Alaska, someone, you know, was living in Europe, like, you know, so like, just like learning about different people, that was a really great moment to like, as you said at the beginning, like, you know, you have a hard time without structure. I too need a little structure to like make friends, hence why I make small groups. Um, So um, yeah, it's like, it's nice like to like learn about people and like have that sort of connection without, um, without having to, uh, you know, 
have a straight conversation with someone. Um, but then in Sound of Metal too, like, I mean, even though that wasn't like necessarily a, a faith film, like the 12 step program is like ingrained in yes. uh, certain subcultures of, um, of Christianity. So, so like, I, I don't, I don't really have anyone that had, that, you know, struggles with that in my life. And so to not only see that in the film, but then to have other people, um, talk about their experiences with addiction, um, like was, was very eye opening to hear and like really fascinating to talk about. Yeah, definitely. One sound of metal that, uh, that discussion that we had, uh, really stands out to me. It was, um, there, yeah, it's it's not explicitly uh, about faith, at least for the main characters. But there are there are characters that are, you know, de- deeply prayerful uh, as a result of their commitment to the twelve step programs. And we've we've had messages at our church about the twelve step programs and how helpful that is. Uh, you know, from from sort of a an addiction perspective, but also just a general spiritual perspective. And so it is. It's just like. It, it, it is such a way to encounter the God that Jesus shows us following the 12 steps. And I just remember really feeling moved by the uh, the main character in Sound of Metals move into that, like sort of uh, wrestling with that because part of the 12 steps is, is a great deal of wrestling. And, uh, and then finding himself making like really courageous choices as a result and 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 sort of the the choices that were made by the the characters around him uh that like kind of gave him courage because they were courageous choices there's man the the one the one scene at the car where his his girlfriend i mean i don't want to give anything away but sound of metal is it it will make you cry uh if you're in the right headspace for it and and uh i i i really i remember I think in in that conversation, getting to uh, maybe I, maybe I was making too many connections, or maybe it was just it had it had been a week. But yeah. uh, but uh, I I think about um, I th- I thought a lot about how this um, this group and the conversations we've had about living out faith in modern life has so cut against individualistic America, and mm-hmm. and how maybe one of the maybe one of the like the most difficult things for us to, uh, for any of us to, uh, confront or battle or, or keep at bay is the threats that individualism, uh, have on us because they're just so invisible and they're just so like, but they're, they're, they're constantly there and we don't even realize, and we don't even realize how much of our faith is built upon this idea of individualism. And these movies, I think because they're such well-told stories, allow you to see with new eyes just how individualistic you are or just how individualistic all of us are and not in a shaming way not in a way that makes me feel like oh my gosh i'm such a rotten human being but in a way that that is like i i don't i don't want to be just like an isolated human being that uh you know my my faith consists of the convictions that i hold personally i think that i think that life has found in the ways that I bounce off of other people, you know, and, and in the ways that I uh, correct myself when those bouncing off of other people lead to conflict or lead to pain or something. I think that my faith is found in not so much, you know, like you brought up the silence conversation, not so much in, 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 in everything about what my words say, but a much more nuanced thing about like, my words matter, obviously, but also it's happening in a context that has more things going on than just you know, the state of my heart at this moment, there is, there's the state of this person's heart and there's the state of that person's heart and there's the state of things. And it, 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 it quickly moves us out of really, really 
just me and my faith conversations when we watch movies that portray this and 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 into bigger questions of like is is this is this good you know if uh, what if everybody lived this way you know and and, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of it kind of gets us to ask those questions so i feel really pulled out of individualism too uh by this by this group yeah i think that's beautiful um i again i, I think that's that's part of the beauty of film and cinema is that you are intentionally placing yourself in another perspective you are intentionally yes. taking yourself out of your head and putting yourself in the like life of a six-year-old um asian american boy who lives in like the deep south like that is not my perspective and i'm gonna spend the next you know hour and 40 minutes living as that boy i think that's part of the beauty of it is that you're intentionally taken out of your own space i love that what a, what a, what a, that's a great description so um if we can move toward like the um the very practical. Uh, mm. I, th- I think we've 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 talked about some things that I think you know might interest some people, or at least we've we've uh, we've stirred up the idea of connecting with people along similar interests. Maybe your interests are not film or, or movies, or, or doing that kind of perspective walking in somebody else's through a, a movie. But you, there are other ways that you do that. These are the kind of things that we do here uh, when it comes to this church. So, Lara, and in particular for this group, um, how can someone join us if they want to? Yes, I, I do just want to really quickly like put a pin, like like enunciate what you just said. Like the reason I started this group was because Vince at like the end of one service said like, and if you have any ideas for a small group, like like come and say hi. And like I was like, I don't know, this is kind of what I'm thinking about right now. Like this is like, what if, what if? And Vince like was like, let's go for it. Here's five people I think would be really interested. Like and then we started that. So if you have an idea for a small group and it's not about film, like maybe you're. I, I don't know what else you could possibly be interested in because that's just me. Um, but uh, <laughs> Laura, I don't wait. Wait, first off, hold on. Now I have to interrupt you because mm. you you're not just a film buff. You have a spreadsheet. So I do keep track of every single movie and TV show I watch and book I read in a spreadsheet. It just helps me keep track because I watch so many and people ask me, "Oh, what's good that you just watched?" And I can't just say it off the top of my head. So I like <laughs> keep track of like what what movie it was where i watched it what the director's name was and you know all that sort of thing but yes i do keep a spreadsheet of everything i watch because i am a crazy person did we i, I feel like that's just needed to establish <laughs> just needed to establish yeah yeah keep going um, keep going sorry yes, the famous the famous spreadsheet um okay um but uh yes so if you have any idea for a small group i just see what happens just e- email events bounce an idea or email the, email the church see what happens and i i bet there are other people who are also having similar questions and ideas as you in this community so um but practicality wise um the next film we're going to be discussing is called last black man in san francisco um i believe it is streaming on amazon prime um but you can also rent it all of the other places um it is a gorgeous film about um a uh you know man who lost his family home um because of gentrification and getting priced out of his of his community in san francisco and so it's asking all those kind of questions um, about, you know, like, what is community when community has been taken away from you? What is family legacy? All that sort of thing. So again, it's one of those that's not explicitly about faith, but I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting conversations that are kind of come from that. Um, we are meeting October 11th, Indigenous Peoples Day at 7 p.m. And this one is going to be in person at Moody's Pub in Chicago, but we've done Zoom before and it was lovely. Um, and I think also like as we're getting into the winter months, like that might be um, something we go back to because, you know, right now we've been sitting nicely out on a patio 
Chicago. Soon the winter is coming and it's all going to get dark and gray. Um, so if you're not in Chicago, I still think there's um, plenty of opportunity to um, join the group. We, I, I already pitched it a little earlier. We are going to be discussing the good place sometime soon. Um, we're just trying to figure out how to break it at, break it up so we can have like meaningful conversations about it. And you don't have to watch four seasons worth of television in 30 days. In a month. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is coming soon. Um, so like, let, keep that on your horizon. Um, I think that'll be a really wonderful um, conversation we can have. But yeah, so that's yeah. the next one is October 11th. And we're meeting monthly. Is that right? Yeah. I think, you know, uh, you know, when people can meet and when Laura can remember to send out the email on Wednesday, <laughs> you know, all of those kind of logistical things are, are happening. Yes. Very good. Very good. Um, if somebody is like, like they just, they can't make it or they're really interested in this, but they just don't have room in their life for another thing. Yeah. Um, but they're like, but they're really like, oh man, this, this is, this is good. Do you have any film recommendations for us uh, today, Laura, that you would throw out? Yeah, I think everything I listed um, that we already talked about, I think would be, I, and I will in the chat afterwards, I will write out all the movies that I said um, I've already listed and I'll list where we, you can stream them. Um, I think if if any of if any of the things we talked about um, are uh, of interest to you, I think that these are all really great starting points. I will say though, that none of these are family friendly. So just yes. to say, don't turn good, them on. Good, important disclaimer. Yeah. For some reason, film faith faith films just can't. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so definitely, um, definitely check any of these films out. Um, and I will post them all in the chat in a moment. Um, but um, I don't know. Uh, what else have I been watching? Let's consult the spreadsheet real quick. Hold on. Yeah. If you have any, if you have any others, as you write out for us, uh, our list and, uh, I folks, just saw Josie, be... Josie and the Pussycats. Have you seen that film from 2001? I, I mean, I remember Josie and the Pussycats, but I cannot say that I like, why is it, is it great? It's the campiest, funniest little film. If anyone else is a Josie and the Pussycats fan, come and talk to me. It is, it is satire but nobody understood it was satire at the time and it's just like <laughs> bubblegum pop like fun joy like female bands like it's, it's very fun and very very lovely so Josie and the Pussycats is my recommendation yes. Laura I'm glad that you are in my life and you are in this church so that we can have amazing recommendations um, we, I do, as we, as we close up, I really hope that everybody, uh, has gotten a taste. That was our goal is, uh, as we do these sort of spotlights on community things that are happening, we want you to get a taste of what it, what would it actually be like to show up? And I do think that I, I can say, because I've been there, this is a pretty accurate taste of the like wide ranging tangent going conversations that we've been on sometimes very deep and really like connected to like. Like I feel shame and this and this and this and this, or like I am a judgmental person. And then other times about like, how can we believe in God when life looks like it does in America in the 21st century? We've gone everywhere. And uh, if that's and, interesting but, to you, we'd love but to But then we you. also talk about Josie and the Pussycats. Like we also just exactly. wildly swing back, <laughs> swing back to fun. Exactly. So it, you're on a ride, but it's always a good time. That is extremely accurate portrayal of what we do. Um, <laughs> Cool. Well, Lara, as as we close, um, I just I, I feel like whether it's about like us just wanting to be in community, whether it is about us thinking about these big questions or anything in between, I I I would love for you to pray for us. Could you pray for us as we close? Absolutely. Um, hey, uh, God, it's Laura. Um, just uh, talking here to, you know, pray for this community and just help us find our way. It feels like 
nowadays, um, I'm so lost, we're so lost, we don't know the way to you and to goodness and to joy. Um, so if you can, Lord, just help us find your path, help us find others who can help us go towards you, go towards goodness. Um, Lord, I think that is what I need right now. I think that's what we all need. So please help us, Lord, find love and joy and happiness. Amen.